Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists from Jay. Oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 no. oh, no. right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor Oladipo! Throws it back to Oladipo. Stevenson behind, drives inside! And the foul! Lance Stevenson! Chance for a three-point play. He just headbutted the Stanton. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome back to a special edition podcast episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook, and sitting next to me, as always, Eric Hawk and Jake Light. Fellas, we had some very big news drop here today about Miles Turner. He signed a four-year, $80 million contract extension. He was going to go into restricted free agency next year. They got it right in before the deadline. So give me your initial thoughts of the Miles Turner deal. A little discrepancy here. Some people think it's four-year, 72 mil. Some people four-year, 80. Um, Initial thoughts, I thought it was a little high. Um, Shout out David Harrison. Um, just trying to make sure everything – I mean, I, I just wanted everything to go well this year. I thought he had a lot of potential, but now I'm not 100% sure if I like it. I mean, I'm up and down on it. What do you think? It's buyer's remorse. It's a classic case of I just bought something really cool, and now I feel like shit about it. It's like – I was telling you this earlier. What has he done in preseason to warrant this extension? Like, why couldn't we just push this off a couple weeks? I don't – They have a me, deadline. Yeah, it's a deadline. deadline. Well, okay, well, NBA sucks for that. Okay, so (laughs) take that back. But I just think he hasn't done that much in the preseason to warrant this. But at the same time, if you look around the league comparatively, it's a decent, pretty good deal. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. And if I I actually think he might win MIP is what I've been trying to say. And I don't even know if I believe it anymore. I don't know what I believe. You have buyer's remorse on. But I know I have $18 to $20 million a year in Miles Turner for the next four years. And this going, going into this year, I'm, I'm okay with it. Really I'm okay with it now, and we're going to see down the road. If Kevin Pritchard's a, a genius, then maybe maybe this is one of his genius moves. And we opened it up on Twitter. We asked our followers what they thought about the deal. Most people were on board. We had a few people who said that they didn't like it, or you know, like you had just mentioned, they pulled or they acted way too soon. Thought they could have at least waited till the off season and matched an offer. Uh, my favorite, I think, was from Sergeant Martin. Sergeant Martin said this: "This Roy Hibbert all over again." Oh wow! Back when don't he, do that to Miles. Back when he signed that uh, offer sheet with the Portland Trailblazers, that big deal, and the Pacers match. So, do you foresee this as a, another Hibbert? contract that the Pacers put themselves into. I honestly think it's it's a different situation. I actually think the Pacers learned a lot from that debacle. 
um, letting Roy Hibbert get to the point where they, he could find a desperate team to give him that contract, and then the Pacers were basically forced to match it because they had such a small window. If they let him go, they have no window. Obviously, as we know now, there was no window to begin with. Yeah. But um, if you let Miles Turner get to the restricted free agency, my fear is that a team like the Nets or a team, um, I, I don't even know, like the Suns, anybody that, you know, has a shit ton of money. Um, if Shanghai it, Sharks. Anybody, really, seriously, anybody that anybody that has a lot of money could just give him a terribly large contract, and then we have to match it. I actually think we probably got a little bit of a discount, but the whole thing for me is: is the dude going to learn to rebound? Is he going to want to rebound? Um, can he fit with Domas? I think we're going to talk about that stuff later. But Hawk, what do you think? All right, what's that disease that they get in Game of Thrones where they get touched by the stone men and they turn to stone? Let's just call it Stone Man. I think it's called Grayscale. Right? Yeah, it's oh right. Grayscale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that is the disease that Roy Hibbert got. He at the end of his time with the Pacers, he just couldn't even move. He couldn't do anything under the rim. He just became worthless. I do not think Miles Turner has Grayscale. I think he is a way better athlete. At the worst, he shoots decent from behind the arc. This isn't even comparable to Roy Hibbert. Let's not do that. I think Turner's on a better track. And if he has the same season Hibbert has at his apex. I think it's sustainable for way more years. That's all I'm going to say. Well, and Hibbert was not athletic at all. I mean, yeah, he, he got was, grayscale. He, he was a – I mean, yeah, I mean, he never was athletic. I mean, period, even at Georgetown. I mean, that's why he fell in the draft, and then it was the perfect mix of he figured out how to, you know, have the laws of verticality for him. Yeah. And then, you know, he was kind of the best defender in the league for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden people figured out, hey, I'm just not going to go – run and jump into you and all of a sudden I'm going to make you come out and guard me and that was a problem so I don't think that's going to be a problem for Miles whatsoever um, but the pluses for Miles he's athletic, he's big he can shoot from outside notice I didn't say anything about his inside game and yeah. that's kind of where he's going to have to make the jump if this contract's really going to be worth it in my opinion you guys have given your two cents so now here's mine I think that we can all agree Based on what he's done the first, you know, three years of his NBA career, would you say that some he's somewhere between probably a ten to fifteen million dollar player a year based on what he's done so far? Yes, I'd put him like right around thirteen and a half. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's definitely between ten. To 15. So when you look at the grand scheme of things and what players similar to him are from his position are making, he's still very young. Um, he's going to average around twenty million dollars a year in his contract. So let's take a look at some other guys. We have Bismack Biombo. He signed that ridiculous deal back in, I believe, 2016. He makes $17 million a year. <laughs> Tristan Thompson makes over $17 million a year. Plus Kardashian money. Yeah, that's yeah. he makes over $100 million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steven Adams, who, you know, he's a, he's a very good center. I would love him on the team. He makes, oh, he makes $24 million a year. Uh, Andre Drummond makes $25 million. I mean, the list goes on. You go, you go down and you got Mozgov at $16 million. So I don't think this is a terrible deal. I think actually they probably <laughs> yeah. I think they saved money by doing it now because I think he probably would would have went more went for more in restricted free agency. Yeah. So it was if that was the case, if they were going to definitely match whatever offer they got, this was a good move on their part because they would have ended up spending more. I think in the off season. But then again, the other side of the coin is. You still don't know. You still want to see what he does this season. So that's where they gambled on him, you know, finally flashing more of that potential this year. And I think the biggest thing, and we kind of alluded to it earlier, was the biggest impact this is going to have is on Sabonis. Mm -hmm. Because he's got another couple years on his contract. He'll be a restricted free agent here in a few years. 
and you're not going to pay, at least in my opinion, a backup center that kind of money. And he well deservedly, if he plays, you know, if he keeps improving, he's going to be totally worth that cash. So, and McMillan has even talked about here in the last couple of days, he was all on that train during the summer saying those two would play together this year, and now he's kind of backing off saying, well, I didn't really come out and say that. That's not the case. So I think the plan is that they're still not going to be on the court at the same time. So what do you guys think the biggest impact of this deal is, especially on Sabonis is going to be? I mean, I think Pritchard's kind of just kicking the can down the road. One thing at a time, you pay Miles now, you get him comfortable, ready for the season. Hopefully he settles in, there's no pressure, he knows he's getting his money, he knows he's staying in Indy, and then you got Delmas coming up in, what, two years? Yeah. And that's where things get hairy. You said that you're not going to pay a backup that kind of money. Maybe by then he's a starter somehow. Maybe Miles is more of a better shooter. He can kind of just kind of do everything, maybe, hopefully, and maybe Sabonis is your starting center. The goal of this organization is to have both of them be able to play at the same time together. Yeah, but at the I same think- time, it wouldn't surprise me if they just outright let him leave because somebody gave him money because we thought Turner was this better player, and we'll see. But right now, I don't even want to think about giving up Domas. That makes me sad. I don't want to be sad. I w- NBA's about to start. I want to be freaking happy. Uh, I see. I have a pro. I I have a problem with the, th- the thought process that you know, um, like you mentioned, kicking the can, which is it kind of feels like that's what he's doing. Like, okay, <laughs> we get this done, and we'll worry about this later. I think it's kind of short sighted. Um, but at the same time, I get I get where everybody's coming from with this. I think Domas actually has a little more um, statistical potential than. Turner is that fair with the upside with the rebounds, uh, points per game? I mean, he seems he already like more... beats him in rebounds. Well, so. no, I, but I'm saying like I feel like he he has a little farther to go. Obviously, scoring wise, he's obviously not as <laughs> athletic. Um, Hopefully, yeah. But at the same time, I think if the ultimate goal is to get these guys to play together, it seems like a pretty easy goal to attain. Just play them together and see what happens. And obviously, if they don't think it could happen now. I mean, what more could change other than, you know, Miles getting stronger or Sabonis getting a little more nimble? I mean, those are things. They're starting to get past that point where you can make big strides to your body as much, I think, personally. I mean, they're getting older. They're not quite, you know, young guys anymore to the point where you can just, like, say, oh, I'm going to drink some protein drinks and let's get... I mean, I I have a problem with the thought process that we can't play them at the same time. And I think... There's no reason that we should think that. I just kind of said it because everything Pritchard's done, we've agreed with in these Absolutely. last couple of years. So it's not like Pritchard's like, ah, well, nah. Yeah. It's on his mind. He's yeah. probably keeping him up at night. Yeah. He's probably, you know, giving Sabonis all the cigarettes he can smoke. Like, yeah. here, stay happy, stay in yeah. it, do whatever you can. So I don't know. Probably it's going to be interesting. Probably menthols. Yeah, definitely menthols. But, um, I know Chris has one more thing or has no, some ahead. stuff to say. I but was actually going to move on to the next topic. Um, go ahead. I just, I like Sabonis. I think we all are big. I'd say we were a pro Sabonis podcast. Very much. Very much so. The Saboners. Um, yeah, the Saboners. But when you start thinking about it, I know I've read a lot of things over the past few months about how, you know, teams don't like to play two left-handed big guys at the same time or two, you know, too many left-handed guys. Like, spacing on the floor matters. So, um it was signing Thad 
a bad move now at this point. I mean, just just think for a second. Like, okay, so now we have Thad. He's obviously got to play. I love Thad, but at the same time, I think we can agree. We think Sabonis is going to end up ultimately being the much better player. Um, they didn't really have a choice on Thad, though. He had a player option. You right, right. I mean, but at the same time, you could have looked to move him. They talked about other teams wanting to, you know, move on and, you know, move him or make him I think Thad him. is... This is obviously for another show because this is just a quick podcast. But I think Thad's looking more of in the future. He wants to stay in Indiana, so I think Thad will be fine with a bench roll going forward. Okay. Obviously, if Sabonis surpasses him, so. But if he goes bench roll and Sabonis can't play with I don't Turner, think... then it's too. Well, much you easy. can't figure out if Turner and Sabonis whether or not they can play on the same court together unless you play them exactly. together. So now's the time to do it. <laughs> we're, we're preaching Especially the at the gospel. beginning of the season. You do yeah. it now. You don't wait till game five of the first round. <laughs> I think I saw Dewan say that on Twitter the other day. You don't wait till that game <laughs> in the playoffs. You do it now. It's the beginning of the regular season. Yeah, you should now's be doing it in preseason. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, but what were we just talking about? I've had, there's so many thoughts going through my head. We're just, you know, a little Thad Young. Yeah, okay, Thad, Thad, yeah. right. I honestly don't think Thad is in our future plans. Like, I think after not. this year, he's gone. I think he's one of those journeyman NBA guys. He could go help somebody else a lot more than he can help us. There's no way we're going to give him what he could get somewhere else, I don't think. And he's a fine player. He just can't make layups. So. And we got to make room for KD. <laughs> exactly. Kevin Durant. In Durant. Yeah. All right, wrapping that up, moving on real quick. This is the final topic of our quick podcast here. Hawk, I'll let you take the floor. The ESPN Power Rankings came out today, and the Pacers were not part of the top ten there. Uh, I had a very good gif I sent to that, but you know I got I got some likes on that. That was pretty impressive. But what? Uh, just give us your thoughts. Who cares? Like, oh my god, ESPN is such a non-entity at this point. I like Rachel Nichols. Everyone else there sucks, honestly. Uh, from top to bottom, they're just they're a failing organization run by a, a damn mouse. Like, who cares? Like, they're not on the top ten list. I could have told you they weren't going to be on this list. They'll ne- they'll win the NBA title and not make this preseason list the next season. Indiana gets no love. These small market teams get no love. This should surprise absolutely nobody. Like, and if you lose any sleep of this or freak out, you're a loser in my opinion. It's the preseason. Shut up and we're going to play basketball and find out soon. Like, put on your big boy pants. Get off Twitter. It's going to be okay. I don't even want to Go comment. Go for it. No, I don't even want to comment. I think that's No, awesome. I mean, I would agree. I, I, ESPN I mean, is just... The thing, the thing never gonna is show with the Pacers... Not sexy. Not one thing about the way we play is sexy. Um, it, it just the ESPNs of the world um, are just not going to give us the coverage we deserve. They're not going to rank us accordingly. They're all about. We've talked about this before. They're all about the superstars. What sells? Um, you know, the only way we could possibly you know get love from them is if we again went deep into the playoffs. Or we take LeBron to seven in the first round, which we did, and people seem to forget this now. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't put any stock into what they have to say. They're so wishy-washy, flip-floppy. Every single year, it's the same thing. Oh my God, the Cavaliers! It's January. They've lost four straight. Is LeBron done? Oh, and then he gets to the, he, he gets to the finals, it's and the oh, it's a stuff every it's year, just... every month. You got the last month that was the Patriots dead. Is this month is LeBron's team not going to make it to the finals? Blah 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 blah. Everyone, shut up. I I can't add anything more. I love it. Uh, let's love look it. bottom. So top five. I'll go over actually all ten of them. So Warriors number one, Celtics, Raptors, Rockets, Jazz, Sixers, Thunder, Lakers, Bucks, 
Nuggets. Could not disagree more with the freaking Toronto Raptors all the way up there. I and just I can't. I the can't Nuggets. I understand more. they're going to be good this year, but they didn't make the playoffs last season. I don't get it. I, I just I hate I hate when people let's, think. Let's the stop Raptors giving them the credit. Yeah. I hate thinking. All right, enough of that. We're, we're going to wrap up now. The but Raptors. I, I, yeah. I hate them too. But it's a good plug for us because we are releasing our official Born Ready to Pod Power Rankings tomorrow. Ooh. Top 12 teams. Not 10. We do 12 here at Born Ready to Pod. We're going to give you the top 12 teams in the NBA to start the season. I think you guys are going to like it. Little yeah. Pacers bias. The Pacers will be on this list. And we Maybe. talked about this. This was just like a consensus between us. Hawk wanted to put them at like number three. <laughs> we didn't want to look that biased to start off with. What do so. we have the Raptors at? Just give the people what they want. I just can't stand them. I just what do we? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to wait till tomorrow. If it if it's above six, I'm gonna be pissed. You're gonna have to wait till tomorrow. Jeez, that's a long time for you to wait. Too. <laughs> that's like <laughs> like twelve hours away. All right, we're gonna wrap up with a tweet from Miles Turner. He just tweeted this out. Real breaking news. All caps and exclamations. I bleed blue and gold. I love y'all, Indy. Couldn't have done this without y'all. Yeah, as far as Miles, the person, he's the greatest person ever. Everything I've seen, he's the nicest guy ever. Talks so eloquently for how young he is. Very marketable person. Couldn't say higher things about Miles. But I'd like to get a couple more rebounds. Is that so bad? Does that make me a hater? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, go get a few more rebounds, big guy, and I'll be cheering cheering all the way to the ticket booth when I buy my Eastern Conference Finals tickets. All right. That'll wrap it up. Uh, We will be back on Wednesday with our NBA preview show. If you haven't yet, check out our episode we just posted here this morning featuring Pacers sideline reporter Jeremiah Johnson. It was an absolute grand time. Jeremiah is, Jeremiah is a great guy. We've even started his Wikipedia page. Jeremiah Johnson <laughs> is a great guy. you got to check it out. He has some great insight on the team about the preseason and the opening week of games. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you go do so now. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. Raptors up.